Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Alltech, providing you proven specialty ingredients to maximize pig health, sustainability, and profitability. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Life Start Swine, facilitated by Trow Nutrition. Distilled science and real-world advice for better on-farm decisions. Eastman Animal Nutrition. Visit EASTMAN.com. Heat stress can start at temps as low as 75 degrees. Combat heat stress with Chemtrace Chromium. Visit Chemin.com forward slash swine heat stress today. My name is Clayton Chastain, your host for today's episode. Today, we are back with a second episode with Chloe Hagen, a graduate student at Iowa State University. If you missed her episode last week, this is a completely different study, so no need to go listen to that one first, though I would recommend taking nine minutes out of your day to give it a listen later. So how are you doing today, Chloe? I am great. Thank you, Clayton, for having me on again today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you taking the time again. So I enjoyed hearing about the compensatory gain study last week, but this week it appears you have a floor restriction study. Would you mind sharing that one with us now? Yes, I would love to. So like you said, today I'll be discussing one of my research studies that actually looks at the impact of floor space and whether dietary energy level could help reduce the impact of a lower floor space allowance. So when looking back at previous literature, it was found that many floor space studies often confound group size and floor space when evaluating the effect of floor space, meaning that pens are filled with more pigs to achieve a lower floor space allowance, which impacts the ability to understand whether a decreased performance is coming from that reduced floor space or an increase in the number of pigs within the pen. So the idea of this study was to evaluate the effect of floor space itself by keeping the number of pigs within the pen the same and decreasing the pen dimensions. And because it has previously been shown that restricting floor space reduces feed intake, we also wanted to see that if increasing the dietary energy level could help reduce that impact of a lower floor space. So this study evaluated the growth performance of mixed sex pigs from 65 kilograms to the first cut around 120 kilograms. With 80 pens on trial with 25 pigs per pen, which was equal across treatments. Treatments for this study included four floor space allowances ranging from 0.67 meters squared, which is equivalent to around seven and a quarter square feet, down to 0.6 meters squared, which is equivalent to six and a half square feet per pig. And within each floor space allowance, there were two dietary energy levels of either low or high energy, with around 120 kcal per kilogram increase in dietary energy level, while keeping the crude protein and lysine to energy ratios consistent between treatments. In this study, we observed no impacts of floor space allowance on the growth performance of these pigs. This was while keeping that group size and linear feed space and resource access consistent because the number of pigs within the pen was the same. We also found no interactions between dietary energy level and the floor space itself. However, the dietary energy level did improve feeding efficiency no matter the floor space allowance, which was expected. Ultimately, this study evaluated floor space itself and did not find any negative effects on the growth performance, which indicates that the reduction in performance that has previously been seen may be more based on the linear feed space allowance rather than the free floor space within the pen. Feeder space in the study was non-restrictive and equal across treatments, 
However, this study was conducted in the winter months in Illinois, therefore these pigs are either at or below their thermal neutral zone. And it is unknown whether the same trial would perform similarly in the summer months where pigs may be facing heat stress situations. So obviously this can, you know, be different depending on the farm, the situation with the uh, size of the pen and the layout of the pen and everything. So a couple of questions I had for this one um, were, you had those 25 pigs per pen. Um, how many waters were there? Were they placed, you know, together, separate across the different ends of the pen? And the same thing with feeders. Was it just the one feeder? And then how much space was there? Just to kind of give an idea of, so other people can use this to, you know, compare to their farm. Yes. Um, so the feeders and waters were designed to be unlimiting in nature. Um, there were two waters um, on each side of the pen, gate mounted, and then the feeders, there was a one 1.28 meter feeder with three head spaces, which left about 0.05 meters per pig as far as access to the feed itself. So I asked you kind of the same question last week, um, but I'll go ahead and ask it again. So did you see any welfare issues with this as well with that increased stocking density again? Did you see, you know, tail biting or increased incidence of fighting, removals, that sort of thing? Yeah, so this study, while it's not looking at increased stocking density itself, it's actually looking at um, a lower space allowance. So those pigs are sharing more space within the pen. And because it was done in the winter, um, they may have been more comfortable sharing space with their pen mates. However, this trial was not um, looking at behavioral vices, but there has been previous research that has shown that increasing the stocking density or decreasing the space can impact behavioral vices. And so I think moving forward, um, some of these studies should be looking at behavioral vices um, objectively, just to make sure we figure out um, how this can impact behavior of the pigs. Yeah, absolutely. And then one last question I had for you. Um, so just based on other studies we've seen, so if you keep increasing that stocking density and making it tighter and tighter for the pigs, you'll eventually see a decrease in performance. But to an extent, uh, do you think it's possible that maybe producers could increase their stocking density in order to avoid that reduction in feed intake, they could possibly add more feeder space or more waters to kind of mitigate that? Yes, exactly. Um, and I think that's an area for future research. So while this study, we didn't see any negative impacts on feed intake while reducing that free floor space within the pen. It has been shown that when you increase the stocking density, so adding more pigs per pen, that's when you do see that reduced performance in some cases. So it's a potential that producers could increase the amount of feeder space they have within a pen in a high stocking density situation to accommodate. And I think that's an area for future research. Gotcha. A leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Novus's products and services look at the whole animal, focusing on productivity and well-being in order to feed the world affordable and wholesome food. For more information, visit Novus's website at www.novusint.com. Like you, we know feeding pigs is a challenge. At Alltech, our proven specialty ingredients work to solve your toughest challenges. Whether it's combating mycotoxins, increasing feed efficiency, or just getting a few extra pigs per litter, Alltech's full line of trace minerals, enzymes, prebiotics, and other specialty ingredients are backed by science and real customer success. Start seeing maximized health, sustainability, and profitability in your pigs, and more free time for you by visiting alltech.com pig today.
All right. Well, I think that's all we have. So thank you for coming on the show. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine nutrition-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it and share with us, feel free to send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to take a look at your research.